Welcome to Dynamic Golf. Hey, Sean, um, what's your pre-shot routine for golf? Oh, I think it's one that needs to be, you know, everyone needs one. Huh. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I think, again, kind of the uh, baseball player, the, the free throw shooter, some mm-hmm. of those sports that are repetitive yeah. where you're doing the same thing, you got to have a pre-shot routine. Basketball. Basketball. Yep. Yeah, yep. free throw. Yep, absolutely. For sure. Yep. So um, I think rather than necessarily what I do, it's probably more importantly that, that the listener does something. Right? Okay. And okay. figure out what theirs is. So is it import- it's very important to have a pre-shot routine, right? So one of the ways it's been described to me is basically you do all your homework from behind the ball. Okay. All right. So when you're when you're behind the ball, when you're looking down the line from the from the golf ball to the target, mm-hmm. that's all your homework. And this goes for putting, chipping, seven iron, driver, right? All that's your your hey, there's wind coming in from the left. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to hit it 158, and I've got a seven iron. I normally hit that 155, so I got to step on that a little bit. Okay. You know, those types of things got to come through your head. It's the last hole of the of the match, and I got to make sure that I get it on the green. I don't need to necessarily hit it close. Gotcha. You know, some of those things are, are pre-shot routine oriented too. Gotcha. So it kind of keeps you in the moment, keeps you calm a little bit, instead of worrying about the results of stuff like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. And then what you hear from the tour player too is is the visualize, right? Visualize your mm. shot. Yeah. You hear that a lot. You see Jason Day has a really interesting one and in kind of how he closes his eyelids. Oh, yes. I've seen that. Yep. Yes. That's that's a good one right yep. there. Yep. And he's basically, he's really trying to um, breathe, a lot of breathing. And you used to see Tiger do that a little bit too, you know, like take those yeah. deep breaths. Well, he, he works quite closely with Tiger, doesn't he? Yep. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. So uh, anything to calm your mind, calm your body, which is essentially, again, the free throw shooter guy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go from... 60 miles an hour on the basketball court, and then all of a sudden you stop the game. And the dead you stop. make the most important two free throws to, to win the game type of thing. So, mm-hmm. so to have that consistent, which is that one of those words that we like and don't like, but yeah. to have that consistent pre-shot routine um, is, is pretty important. And figure out what yours is. So for, you know, for most of the homework side, you're doing it from behind the ball. But once you get into the batter's box, which is essentially coming alongside the ball. I've heard that before, yeah. You, you know, that's when you've got to get back into your uh, get out of mechanical and get gotcha. into your automated routine, which means putting the club face down, you know, behind the golf ball, mm-hmm. placing the left hand on the club, putting the right hand on the club, separating your feet, a little bit of knee flex, bend over from the waist, okay. look down at the target and go right? okay well you know whatever that combination is um do you do practice where do you do a practice wing do you do a practice wing let's go with that um no i, I don't okay. i don't i i typically do a waggle okay. so my pre-shot routine is i'm going to look straight down the line at the ball i try to find an intermediate target that lines me up to the target or whatever target it is yeah. um and what I try to do is I, I take a couple waggles back behind the ball. I step on in uh, with my feet together. Yep. I separate that. Um, and then, you know, I, I probably make a few more waggles. Uh, and then I really try to focus on a target or a window in the sky or a box. Okay. And my whole, whole idea is just to get, you know, shoot through that box right there. Um, yep. You know. I love cloudy days because okay. uh, I find little spots in the clouds and I and I shoot towards those. Yeah. I find that um, if I'm looking at something past the hole in the sky, I have more release, yeah. I guess, okay. or, or less fear of it. Um, and that's 
part of my pre-shot routine is when I'm back there, I'm looking for something in the sky or in the air that I can hit through that window box. So that's kind of my routine when I go through. Yeah, it's funny as I watch you talk about your pre-shot routine, mm -hmm. right? It's something that's so embedded in what you do. You're trying to think as you talk through it. Yeah. Because if I just gave you a golf club and said, show me your pre-shot routine, you wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. But when you try to explain it to people, or, or you know, it's, it's such mm -hmm. a different thing because then it becomes mechanical. Yeah. Whereas, again, golf club in your hand, ball, target, it's just a very natural, normal thing that we've done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I think on the range, pre-shot routine gets lost. Right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Break and hit. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? We get those guys who just are trying to power through the large bucket. And, and like I think you've said before on this podcast, if you go to a tour event, Bay Hill, Innisbrook, Augusta, wherever you're able to go watch a tour player, they hit a golf ball, they look at it, they're, they're kind of posing, they're kind of seeing the result of it. Yeah. They check the numbers quite a bit, mm -hmm. usually now. Yeah. Uh, they go back and talk to their coach, grab another ball, maybe take a drink of water, maybe wipe their face, and That's then they it. go do another one. Yeah, I think I heard Tiger say he hits, uh, it's uh, 20 balls for 20 minutes. So I, I, you know, I would dare any of our uh, students to do that. Yeah. I guarantee it. They they would be itching yep. after ten seconds to hit another ball. Yep. So you also mentioned something. So when you say waggle, what is the purpose of why are you waggling? Um, there's a few things. For me, it's kind of a feel, the feel that I want to have in my hands when I'm waggling that club. Uh, the other is um, it, it kind of. For me, it feels like a little mini swing. Okay. Um, you know, I kind of feel where the face is, what the path is, um, and it just kind of gets me mentally prepared for where impact's going to be and what I want the impact to feel like. Okay, yeah, so you don't need the practice swing to do that. You're just kind of doing a, a, a mini practice swing, mini pre-shot. Correct, and, and, and the, beyond, as I'm getting a little older, yeah. um, you know, taking two or three practice swings, yeah. uh, it, gets a, it gets a little tiresome. So the, yeah. the routine shortened up quite a bit yeah. as I've gotten older, so now it's just waggles and no practice yeah. swings. Do you do that for chipping too, or do you take a couple practice swings when you chip? Um, I don't, and I really should, because I'll be honest, if when I do do that, I get much better results. Um, but, you know, there again, that's one of those things that I've got to get back there and practice yeah. that routine a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. And then the other thing when you mentioned too, um, intermediate targets. So give me your definition of intermediate target. Like, what are you looking at or where are you looking at? Uh, you, you know, I'm usually looking at something, uh, if I'm looking at, uh, for a driver, I'm looking at something probably about two or three feet in front of me, okay. not something any too far out in front because I want to make sure that it's easy to align up. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing that I'm looking at, maybe a piece of grass, uh, a leaf, something kind of small. So, you know, I, I kind of like the old idea that Ernie L said, aim small, miss small. Um, so I try to try to, you know, narrow those things down to very small things and align those things up and make sure that my body lines are parallel to that intermediate target. Yeah. You know, I think that's really important. I, I, I go with the bowling analogy where you got the arrows about a third of the way mm -hmm. down the uh, down the lane. But yeah, you want to find something a foot to, like you said, a foot to two feet. Yeah. Where for me, it's I don't want to move my head laterally to the left. I don't want to have to look down the line maybe 100 yards because then my shoulders open up become open and I don't normally get back to the same spot so yeah. lining the club face up through the golf ball and then on the putting green either you use the text of the ball or you line or something yeah you know to put the putter and you do the same thing you got to pick out a spot I play a lot of scrambles during the summer and people are always telling me 
you know, hey, how much does this break? Uh, I think it's uh, two cups outside the left edge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I guess a cup is four inches. So that means it's eight inches. I four think. and a quarter yeah, or something. So I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm trying to visualize eight four, inches. Yeah. From Thirty feet, and that just doesn't help. I, I really yeah. want to start something again. Ball over the intermediate target. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something a little bit further down, but not not more than halfway down the okay. uh, the line, um, and get the white line of my putter face mm-hmm. or my putter through the black text of the golf ball, okay. through that intermediate target, and then ideally, hopefully, swing on that. You know. So is that your pre-shot routine? I mean, what would you kind of, you know, as you walk through it, yeah. as you imagine it, is there, what do you kind of do? Yeah, so Talk to me. I, I, I am a little anal. Um, I've got my pre-shot routine from uh, between 16.9 and 17.1 seconds. Okay. And I'm literally, and if I go too fast, it's it's off the swing doesn't feel good because okay. maybe there's a group behind me and i'm trying to hurry up or whatever that is yeah or if i go too slow because i think that this shot is somehow more important than the previous shot playing for five dollars or something and all of a sudden you slow down <laughs> yeah you know, which happens a lot on putting green too yeah you got to be consistent you know yeah. so so for me it is the i take the practice swing alongside the ball so i can feel the terrain of the grass okay if it's uphill downhill side or whatever mm-hmm. you know irons that matters quite a bit obviously um, and then I walk back two and a half steps. Like it's a, again, literally, okay. I, I know it's not three steps. I know it's not two steps. It's two and a half steps to mm-hmm. behind the ball. Like you're talking about, do everything you're talking about, line up with something. Uh, I try to pick out, like you said, I try to pick out, uh, a door on a house. I don't try to pick out the house. Okay. You know, I try to pick out a leaf or a branch of a tree, not the entire tree. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. And then, um, then as I'm going to come up alongside the ball, now I'm going to place, for me, I might change this because I did have a lesson this week, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to change my pre-shot routine after 25 years because I don't like the way the club face is positioned with my current pre-shot routine. Gotcha. My, my right hand takes the club and puts the club face down. Then I separate my feet like you did. Mm-hmm. You know, always come, I think that's important too. Like that's not, don't gloss over that. Always come in clo- with your feet together. You know, yes. Come in with your feet. People that come in, what we see on the on the range or whatever is that they come in with their hands on on the club already. Yeah. And they come in with their feet separated already. Yep. And then they put the club down with their hands on it already. So they're not. And then they shuffle their feet. Yep. You know. And then they move their shoulders or whatever, right? So so they're not building from the ground up, which mm-hmm. is I think what you really do see on tour. You'll see a lot of. I mean, almost everybody, girls, boys, doesn't matter. I see the LPGA does yeah. that a lot, uh, routinely, all the time. The ladies do that routine, and that's yeah. that's where I copied it yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, but much more. You know, we can almost like you can understand their swings better because they are swinging slower. You know, I, I think the the average amateur would definitely benefit from watching a lot more LPGA golf yeah. than they would PGA golf. Yeah. Um, that's more where we're going to be at, yeah. um, and yeah. you know, just. Yeah. Very specific too, like you said, and, and, and you know, culturally the Asians. Yeah. Do it more specifically than the Americans. Absolutely. Um, and that's why they something. have a fine science to yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, so once I come over, set the club face down, set my feet down, I'll bend my knees slightly, I'll bend over from the waist, mm-hmm. and then I try to put my hands on the club for less than three seconds. That's kind of my goal. Okay. Is out of that sixteen point nine to seventeen point one seconds, I don't have both hands on the club for any more than three seconds because that last three seconds is where I'm holding the club, getting ready to turn, rotate, make the golf swing, mm-hmm. and, and just um, and then hit to the target, which is what you kind of said with the, you know, the window. That's a good, good yeah. way to think of it. Um, again, maybe you and I are not concerned about making sure we make contact, 
which a lot of our golfers are, yeah. you know, hey, I just, that's all well and good. That sounds great. But how do I not top it? How do I, how do I not shank it? It's a different podcast. Yes, that's a different podcast. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. we'll definitely give you some more hints and, yeah. and, and drills for that for yeah. sure. Um, but I think he brought up a really good point um, with the idea of your routine about the timing. You know, I think a lot of people overlook that part is that when you look at people like Tiger and other ones, you could put a stopwatch to their putting routine, to their, uh, you know, iron, you know, play or, or driving. They are set to a timer. And I guarantee you, if that is off by two tenths of a second, the results are completely different than yep. what you're expecting yep. Rory you know John Rahm mm-hmm. Justin Thomas Jordan Spieth is kind of fast right he's kind of fast twitch guy he's got a lot of stuff moving. twitchy yeah he's yeah. twitchy and then you got Ernie Els or Adam Scott who look really smooth yeah. but find find what works for you so this is a again kind of a uh, maybe lesser known analogy pace yourself like figure out how long figure out how long it takes you to walk 10 paces, meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're a fast twitch guy, you're going to walk quickly. If you're a hurried person, if you're always in a, you know, in a motion to move and whatever, or if you're kind of like, I wouldn't say like me, but I'm I'm a little bit more laid back most of the time. More A and B personalities, I would say, you know, who's, who's a little bit more aggressive, who's a little bit more laid back. Uh, I think that determines your, your, your pace and and your inner, you know. You would never, you would never have Nick Faldo try to resemble Ernie L's. No. And you never have Freddie Couples try to resemble Nick, Nick Price. Price. Yeah. Trevino. You know, just different players. So you got to figure out what is your pace mm-hmm. in life, realistically, um, and then kind of coordinate your pre-shot routine to that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great stuff, man. Great stuff. Well, I think we helped out some golfers today. Absolutely. I think we helped them with their pre-shot routine, gave them a little understanding of what to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Go practice. Thank you. Bye-bye.